Listen up, kiddies. Are you ready? Welcome to the revolution. Showtime. Live from America's heartland, the revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air now. Awesome. Awesome. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Vision Network, and My Outdoor TV. On your feet, everybody. I'm sweaty. <laughs> I'm nervous. I always get nervous when Joe Montana comes on. You mean Joey Sosa? Joey Saza. Saza. Joey Saza. We've got the man, Joe Montana. I'm always, I love Joe Montana. I'm a huge Joe Montana fan. He's Sicilian. Special Agent David Rossi. Criminal Minds Evolution. Ooh. Paramount Plus. More importantly, though, Gun Stories. All new season. It is what? The 12th season. 12th season. Yeah. Gun Wednesday, Stories. Wednesday. Did 7, you say that? Yeah. Wednesday, 730 and 1130 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, yeah. Joe Mon- That's Outdoor Channel. I'm nervous. Uh-huh. Joe Montana is on the show. Uh-huh. He's actually on hold right now, listening to me <laughs> mumble. <laughs> I actually, I, it's I, smoking. <laughs> I need to like put uh, Kleenexes in my armpits, <laughs> put deodorant on my hands. I'm gonna make a fool of myself and sing to him. Is what I'm gonna do. All right, so now we got Joe Montana. He's gonna be joining us on uh, just in a second. Yeah, yeah, to talk about guns, talk about everything cool. Uh, then we're gonna have Steve Panaz. Steve Panaz, of course, he's the host of Lake Commandos. It's uh, Sundays at 11:30 in the morning on out. Channel. Yeah, all new 11th season Lake Commandos, all new 12th season Gun Stories. Two outdoor legends on this week's show as we talk outdoor icons. That's right. All right, let's get to Joe Montana. The man that makes me nervous. <laughs> outdoor icons is on the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. Now kicking off a two-parter with Joe Montana, host of Gun Stories. Check out the all new season Wednesdays, 730 and 1130 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Can you see? Just now being joined. The original sweat hog. Special agent David Rossi, criminal minds evolution, Joe Montana, gun stories, Fat Tony the Simpsons. Uh, do you remember him from Airheads? I love that. Uh, anyways, yeah, we got Joe Montana. He is on the show. Got to watch the all-new season of Gun Stories. Yeah, Gun Stories. Check it out Wednesdays, 7.30 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Mr. Joe, God bless it. We love you, buddy. How's it going, man? Everything's just great. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, now what does it feel like after 100-plus episodes? This is the 12th year of Gun Stories, man. Absolutely love the show. But what is one of the most memorable locations you've traveled to, Mr. Joe, for the show? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Well, we've, you know, we've been in a lot of different places. I, I, for me, probably one of the most memorable was, was um, it, we went to Italy. We went to the Benelli factory. Oh, wow. In Brescia, not in Brescia, in uh, Urbino, Italy. And uh, it was great because I have, I have relatives over in Italy and, and that, that lived a few hundred miles from there, and they, and they drove up and to spend the time with us there. So here I was in the, in the country of my ancestors and uh, at this wonderful um, you know, facility that Benelli has in this beautiful mountain village, you know, in, in near Bologna. And, and it was just great. And, I, and to sit down with this Marco, who was like their head kind of engineer there who had, who had created, you know, design engineer who basically created some of the great, great greatest uh, firearms that Benelli makes and has made over the years. So that that made it kind of special because this was a combination of, you know, one of the things I do for a living, which was, you know, uh, which is one of us hosting the show Gun Stories on the Outdoor Channel, and then also visiting with family and friends. And another dear friend of mine from Venice, Italy, who's a mask maker, him and his wife came in for that. 
So that that particular location, especially, you know, was 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 wonderful. But boy, I I could spend a good amount of time talking to you about you know different locations we've been to. You know, that Germany was another one, uh, Munich, and you know other places, and even places here in the United States, of course, that, that were meaningful for me. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh... As I said, we've we've been watching your shows for years, as Travis said. You're in your 12th season now, and it, it just seems like there's more and more interest about guns and about Joe Montana. Well, well you know, I, whatever. I, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, it's too late for me to change careers. This is what I've been doing for over 50 years now, and I, I've been very blessed and very fortunate to be, you know, as you said, part of that clan, you know, of, of uh, you know, in, in, in show business and, and doing what I do. Um, so, you know, I, I feel just very blessed. And, and uh, Gun Stories has been a big part of it. We're going to be starting our 13th season, actually, this week, uh, filming it for next season. Uh, I'll be starting my 16th season of, of uh, Criminal Minds, and I'll be starting my 32nd or 33rd season of playing Fat Tony on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. so I've, had a, I've had some pretty good luck with long, longevity on certain things. You know, it's so funny. Is last night, uh, you know, getting ready to come into work, I walked into the living room. My kids had on Cars 2, and there was Grim. You had, uh, uh, right. uh, what's his name, cornered there in the bathroom. Um, but, you know, one of my favorite detectives ever, Mr. Joe, okay, NYPD detective Andy Sivowitz, all right, so Dennis Franz, he right. actually encouraged you, is that right? Because you were in theater and movies, and he kind of encouraged you to get into television. Is is that how the story goes? Well, you know, there's, there's yeah, a lot of truth to that in the sense that, you know, here Dennis uh, had done, you know, incredible. You know, I think he's got a total of at least three Emmys. Yeah, uh, yeah. is a huge is is, a, is an icon in television, especially after playing Sipowitz on NYPD Blue. And I remember talking to him about this that I was thinking of gravitating toward. You know, I've I, I been very fortunate having a career mostly in theater and film at that point. And I was starting to get offers to possibly do a TV series, and I'd mentioned it to him because what was appealing to me was the idea of you know at this point in my life I started to have children. My wife and I, and it was like, and, and, and you know, when you're working in film, it, it involves a lot of travel, and especially if you're doing theater, or as working a lot in New York. Uh, if you weren't based in New York, uh, you, you know, it, it means you have a couple of different, you know, dwellings. You live in California, you live in, you live in New York, so it, it made for the lifestyle was a little different. Whereas on a TV series, you go home, basically home, go go over your home every night, you know, if you're shooting, especially if you're shooting in LA, if that's where you live. I remember Dennis Franz telling me, saying, he said, all I could tell you is, Joe, he said, look, we both come from theater, and we worked in a theater company together for about five years in Chicago. Mm. And he said, it's like that. He says, you'll get to know the people, you'll like the people, and if you're, if you're lucky, it'll be an ensemble that you'll get along with. And he says, it's a really a nice lifestyle. Yeah. He said, that's what I think will appeal to you. And he was exactly right. I mean, it took me a while to find the kind of show that had the legs Criminal Minds had and, and continues to have. And, and it's exactly that. I mean, I love the people I work with. It's, it's a very comfortable thing. And I've had, a, like I said, a 50-year-plus career now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I plan hopefully to do some more theater and film over at some time in my life. But right now, uh, that, that that's a big chunk of it, doing doing Criminal Minds. And then also I get to do gun stories and, and, and The Simpsons. So my, my, my date book is pretty full. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching Dennis Franz when he was on Hill Street Blues. And uh, right. a very, very strong character. I mean, he was like maybe third or fourth in line on, on people that are on the show. But you have a much stronger uh, character than he does by virtue of, you know, sometimes silence is more than talking. 
And it seems that uh, when when Dennis would deliver his lines, I mean, people listen. But when you deliver your lines, you can deliver your lines by just looking. Well, I mean, there's different characters and different kind of strengths that different characters have. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, Sipowitz was, uh, you know, he, he had that kind of force of nature kind of thing about him, which ironically, Dennis is one of the most mild-mannered, easy-going <laughs> guys you ever want to meet in the world in person. But he can certainly tap into that. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, he was a Vietnam combat veteran. Oh, wow. I mean, Dennis, Dennis is the real deal. I mean, he can back it up. And this is a guy that, you know, he's been there, done it, you know. And so for him, uh, you know, being a, a hot show on a TV show, that, that's not the most difficult thing he's, he's done in his life. Yeah, you've played uh, Dr. Lawyer and Italian Indian chief. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, Joe, we got to take... Not quite that. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. got to take a break. Can you stick around? Yeah, sure. All right. Hey, we're talking with Joe Ventania, and of course, he's the host of Gun Stories. Check out their all-new season. It comes on Wednesdays at 7.30 and 11.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Exactly. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Joe, before we get to a break and you come back, where can we find you online, buddy? You know, you go to JoeMontania.com, and you'll find me. So I'm just spell my name right You'll, you'll, you'll get it. <laughs> That's right. All right, part two with Mr. Joe Montagna. Right after this. I've just been handed a bulletin. Joe Montagna is up next. Stand on your feet, everybody, if you know he's awesome. Yeah. Joe Montagna. Joe Montagna. Joe Montagna. Joe Montagna. All right, let's go do this. The saltwater lifestyle comes alive every Saturday morning on Outdoor Channel. The fish are aggressive and they're eating. I think we're gonna have a good day. Join our savvy anglers as they pursue exotic species in some of the world's most amazing destinations. You could spend a lifetime exploring these waters. It's about just being together and reminiscing. Saltwater Saturdays, beginning at 9 a.m. on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Outdoor Icons. Now let's get back to Joe Montaigne, host of Gun Stories. Check out the all-new season Wednesdays at 7.30 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking outdoor icons in this week's show, and the icon of the day is Joe Montana. That's right. you got to watch the all-new 12th season, Gun Stories, Wednesday, 7.30 and 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. Now, we talked about one of the most memorable locations, Mr. Joe, that you traveled to for Gun Stories. Let's talk about one of your favorite episodes and also what you perceive as your fan favorite episodes would you think that New Americans might be one of those episodes? Yeah, without question. That was the most personal episode for me, where, where we actually shot the whole episode on this farm in Krebs, Oklahoma, which is still in my family's name, which is where my father was born, where my grandfather when he immigrated from Sicily back in the 20th century. You know, we're talking about 1907, I believe, he came over. I think maybe actually a little earlier, came over to 1905 and spent a little time in New York, and then wound up in, in Oklahoma, as a lot of immigrants did at that time, to work in the coal mines. And what they would do is they'd work in these coal mines, in the case of my grandfather, for five years to make enough money, which was $500. So he saved $100 a year oh, wow. to buy 
a 50-acre farm from the Native Americans at that time in Oklahoma. This is before Oklahoma, I believe, was even a state. Oh. And so this whole community, if you go there today, if you go to Krebs, Oklahoma today, there's a sign that says, welcome, Krebs, Oklahoma, Oklahoma's Little Italy. Oh, wow. This is where so many of these uh, Italian uh, immigrants, Sicilian immigrants, also settled to work in the coal mines back in those days. And that's where my dad was born and grew up. And, and spent his childhood up until he was a, you know, uh, almost a teenager. And then when, when his father, when my grandfather died on, on the farm, they all, my grandmother packed up the whole family because she couldn't run the farm with all these just little kids and, and headed towards Chicago. And that's why my whole background is based in Chicago. But that farm was always a big part of our lives. And to be able to go back there and shoot that episode. And basically the guns of the immigrants and actually to shoot my grandfather's shotgun, which my, my one of my cousins, my cousin Johnny Montaigne inherited. Uh, he brought it with him down to the farm for that episode. That was really special. I mean, so, you know, we talk about location in Italy uh, being special to me as a location, but the whole experience of that episode of, of in Krebs, of, you know, that's probably the most personal episode, without question, the most personal episode for me that we've ever done. And actually, the, the show opens with me walking through the cemetery and then walking up to my grandfather's grave, which is, the, the gravestone is as tall as I am, and it's all written in Italian. Uh, I, I was very moved, I remember, when I did that. Wow. Yeah, with every firearm you've ever shot, like you said, you've probably shot more firearms, I know, than anyone that I know you have. Jim Bowie. In all of the episodes, 100-plus episodes, are you still learning and discovering new things about firearms that surprises you? Or is, without question, really? Oh yeah, no, without question. Only because you know, and I've said this before, and, and, and less people are maybe a lot of people I know understand don't understand firearms. They just think they hear. First of all, as we all know, there's people who just hear the word gun and they get nervous and go, "Oh my God, this is not a good. This is a terrible thing." But <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you get past that and realize that firearms are the history of the world, I mean, in every single country, in some degree or some manifestation or another. The creation of firearms were important in the development of that particular country, whether it's in the development of, in the history of, and even the defense of, or just in terms of providing, you know, in some countries it's still the best way to, for them to secure, you know, the, the, what they're going to eat on the table that particular evening or whatever it may be. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so the, 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 the range of the different kinds of firearms is just astounding. And I mean, I, I think of one in particular where, where a French paratrooper is kind of like a small semi-automatic, almost like a submachine gun that folds together into almost like a little Rubik's cube. Oh. And it would sit on top of the parachute when the French paratrooper would jump out of the airplane. And I remember I, I had to take about a half an hour lesson of how to just unfold this thing <laughs> on the camera to show what how it worked. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, this is incredible because the, the engineering it took to design this thing, and you open it up and put it together, it looks like a little, like an erector set, and all of a sudden you've got this working firearm. So, I mean, it's things like that. And then the aesthetics of them, you see these things that are so almost works of art compared to other things that are just built for function and everything in between, you know, uh, it's just pretty amazing the, the breadth and scope of all the different kinds of firearms that are in the world throughout history. And so now we haven't even, you know, we're on season, we're going to be shooting season 13 and we're still got, you know, ways and ways to go to explore, you know, all, all the possible things out there. Would you say, besides your fascination and love for, you know, the shooting sports and firearms and the history behind it, 
And one thing you have always said, Mr. Joe, when it comes to firearms, there is a lack of education surrounding them and about them. And do you think that is one of the driving forces of gun stories is, I mean, you, you dive so deep. Yeah, it, it really, that's why I love watching the show. I'm big into firearms. I've been around firearms my entire life, but I learn something new all the time. Is it just, do you love that you get to educate people in such a fun, entertaining way? Is that a big driving factor for you? Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, because like I said, I know in many ways I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because I figure if somebody's tuning into the show, they already have a, some sort of inherent <laughs> kind of interest in what we're doing. Yeah. But I always, I, you know, but I also appreciate the times when I can talk to people when they'll come up to me and say, you know, hey, you know, you must be like, I mean, well, you do a show called Gun Stories. I mean, I love you on Criminal Minds and Simpsons and all, but, but, but guns, that's kind of, I find that kind of like a spooky thing that you'll be doing. This. And, I'm not, and, and, I, and I actually kind of relish the opportunity to stop and talk to them and say, look, I, you know, I'm not going to, it's not my job here to change anybody's opinion about if they're afraid of the word gun, you know. But on the other hand, you really, I almost feel like it, it's worth the time to try to explain to people that, how important the Second Amendment rights are in this country, mm-hmm. and that's where that, that's where the buck stops for me. Because I say to my, because it's that whole thing of like, you know, the reason we have a Second Amendment is, is one of the reasons why we have a democracy. That yeah, we 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 run into you know problems every once in a while. Where we have to deal with them. We're certainly in you know gone through some crazy things over the past few years in terms of of that. But at the end of the day, that's the thing that separates us from. You know, the places like what Nazi Germany was and what's going on in China and what's going on in Russia and all that kind of stuff, where, where, where you subjugated the public to where, no, you know, you can't, that, that unalienable right, you can't have that. And that's my hot button. That's the thing that when I'm doing gun stories, I always keep in the back of my mind that, you know, I know I'm reaching the people who understand what I'm talking about here with this stuff, but hopefully there's somebody who's just out of curiosity looking into it. And then if they want to go a little further, might be able to find out that, like, you know, it's just an implement. It's just a tool. It, when I grew up as a kid, you could buy guns through the Sears Roebuck catalog, and they come in the mail. <laughs> yeah. <People> weren't <laughs> shooting, they weren't shooting up schools, and they weren't doing all this crazy stuff, and there weren't these drive-bys and stuff. Or it was such a, such a rare occurrence. So what changed? Mm. You know, the gun laws were very, compared to today, were much, much more lax. But this wasn't happening. And yet... The proliferation of firearms was it was easy to buy a gun. It was easy to buy a loaf of bread. You mm. know, so what changed? Something else changed, and that's what we should be addressing. You know, the family structure. You know, what's right and wrong. The things like that. But don't take away. You know, the, the, the public's. You know, ability to defend themselves, among other things. You know, words to live by. Hey, we've got to take a break. And uh, hey, Joe, it's been great having you on the show. He's the host of Gun Stories. Uh, check out their all new season. On Wednesday nights at 7.30 and 11.30 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's right. And this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV and MyOutdoorTV.com. Mr. Joe, again, to learn more about you, gun stories, uh, Criminal Minds Evolution, The Simpsons, everything you have going on, man. You are one busy dude. Where can we find you online? Look. 
for it at joemontaigne.com. Should be able to find anything you need there. You know, or, or you send an email, I think, to, I think there's a thing called info at joemontaigne.com. Go straight to my assistant. He's been with me over 20 years. He'll be able to fill you in on everything that's going on. You bet. And the secret is he is Sicilian. That's right. All right. So, so Steve Fanaz, he is coming up next of Late Commandos. Uh, and that's Outdoor Channel Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time. Mr. Joe, God bless you. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. My pleasure, fellas. You take care. This is FBI Supervisory Special Agent David Rossi. The Revolution with Jim and Trav with another Jimby Brain Teaser. If you're not supposed to eat late at night, then why is there a light in the fridge? Submit your answers on the back of a $20 bill and don't move. The boys will continue in a few seconds. The family that works together plays together. We're passing on a long history of family traditions. Got Pop out here with me, shot with his recurve, my grandpa's broadhead. And lives life to the fullest. Whatever the game, whatever the season, when you're outdoors, it's about just having fun. Everything wild, everything fun, everything family. We don't have an easy life, but we do have a blessed life. Everything Eichler. Sundays at 1230 Eastern on Sportsman Channel. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with Outdoor Icons. Now kicking off a three-part interview with Steve Panaz, host of Lake Commandos. Watch the brand new season Sundays at 1130 a.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. Hey, we are back. We're talking outdoor icons in this week's show. And of course, this time of the year, you got to be ice fishing if you live in Minnesota. Is that true? Are you talking to me or Steve? <laughs> well, you. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, we're talking with Steve Panaz right now. He is the host of Lake Commandos. Watch the all new, brand new season. Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. He's actually out on the ice right now with Joe Montaigne. That's what they're doing. Mr. Steve, how's it going, buddy? I'm on the ice with Joe Montaigne. No, I'm not actually. <laughs> well, he was, he was on I like to be absolutely. I'm gonna hang out with. As long as you can shoot fish, Joe's all in. Okay. <laughs> well, like fish in a barrel. Speaking of shooting stuff, real quick, I think we 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 need to pay tribute. For one, you got a new grandbaby, and then Pierce has a whole bunch of deer sticks. That boy killed another buck. Yeah, Pierce got his third deer this year. And the funny thing was, we were out in Montana for uh, Thanksgiving, and I bought him a doe tag, and we we're out doe hunting uh, whitetails and one of the biggest bucks I've seen in season for years walked by at 30 yards <laughs> he had to pass on it <laughs> oh. that was pretty funny oh my god I'm gonna tell you what you shared again and it, it almost made me tear up I mean you're happy you're elated I mean it's very emotional watching that episode of you and Pierce on Minnesota Bound and uh, I just want to say I know it's not late commandos but what a fantastic show, and the, the relationship that you and Pierce have uh, is so special, man. Pierce is an amazing young man. Uh, I mean, I, I think for years we underestimated what people with Down syndrome could do, and uh, here he's, he's killed three bucks in three years, uh, which is more than I've got. <laughs> I just, uh, he, he excelled at the, at the USA Games for Special Olympics this year. He took golden gymnastics and no, I, I am blessed to have this young man. He's taught me more about life than anybody. I mean, he's just just been a tremendous 
asset to our family, and I just love this kid dearly. Yeah, and you're about to embark on a trip down to uh, Florida uh, with Pierce, and what are you going to do there? Well, we're going to stop, Jim. We're going to uh, we're going to take Pierce on a on a bus trip, an RV trip, but we're going to stop at different locations, and I'm going to produce some content with him. We're calling it the Pierce the Beast tour. <laughs> and it's really just to, to share what it's like living with someone with Down syndrome and, and maybe show the joys and the, and, and the challenges of uh, someone with, with Down syndrome. But uh, it's, it's a ton of fun. I think his superpowers are to make people laugh and people smile. And I think people get a lot out of that. So we're starting a page uh, new just this week. Uh, it's called Pierce the Beast on Facebook, but people want to follow us. But we're going to produce content at least three, four times a week uh, from the road. So it should be got a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, obviously, uh, your daughter and your son, they got bit huge by the hunting bug. And I'm probably better hunters than you, Steve. Are they better well, uh, fishermen uh, as well? That was my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Are they, do they like fishing as much as you do? Pierce uh, burned out on fishing. My daughter, Maddie, who lives out in Bozeman, uh, really enjoys fly fishing. Oh, really? A ton, but I think she, I think her passion is really big game hunting and, I mean, heck, uh, we just had our first granddaughter, her first daughter, uh, just after Thanksgiving and the week before, five days before she gave birth, she shot a five-point bull elk. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, uh, she's hardcore. He's a tough lady. All right, Mr. Steve Panaz, uh, the host of Late Commandos. Watch the all-new season Sundays, 1130 a.m. Eastern Time uh, on Outdoor Channel. Now, you have just wrapped up the Garmin Stone Cold uh, Fishing live show. Love that show. The technology, one thing I want to get into uh, real fast as we kind of transition now into fishing, Mr. Steve, the technology that you talk about and you debut and you use, the research that you have to put into this is absolutely incredible. I mean, it truly is. I love watching the show. I love watching you. You're very, you're a technical dude, uh, but you like the AquaView, the, the quad HD camera. That thing is just amazing. Yeah, we uh, one of the challenges with with underwater cameras is well, there was two challenges over the years. One was light gathering, so the early generations of underwater cameras struggled a little bit to to have enough light penetration or gather enough light that you could see well in deeper water. Aquaview has fixed that. And the other one, the other challenge is that you know you have a camera down and you're looking in one direction. So what's happened in the other three directions? So they came out with a new quad cam. Uh, this year, it's a, it's an updated version. There was a version several years back that just wasn't ready for market, but they've got one now that is just exceptional. So I was in a fish house the other day. We had it down in the middle of the house. We're watching four different lines. And fish would come in on one line. You could actually punch the screen, and it would it would then highlight that view and go on the big screen, which was which was really fascinating. We watched pike, we watched bass, we watched bluegill and crappie all come in uh, on the baits and. Even if you didn't catch the fish, which the pike and the bass ignored us, we still had an interaction with them, which made it really fun and fascinating to see how they responded to our presentations. Yeah. Well, you know, the interesting part about you and I is the fact that we go back when there was just flashers. I remember my grandfather going fishing with him, and he would wind up between this tree and this rock and so forth, and he says, there's always fish here. But then we got flashers, <laughs> and we we saw all kinds of things that we didn't know what they were, and now you've come full circle again. Now you're watching television. Next thing you know, you're going to get the Jeffersons on there. You know what's funny, Jim, is, uh, you know, I grew up with the green box, uh, the Lawrence, and then obviously we moved into the LCRs or the LCDs or whatever you want to call them, and 
the whole thing that really changed between that and live sonar, and if you talk to live sonar, I've always envisioned fish as stable or moving or, you know, sitting on the bottom, sitting next to a rock or holding on a brake line. And with live scope, over the last several years now, I've come to understand that fish are much more active underwater. They're constantly moving. They're constantly reacting. The other thing is when you can watch a fish come in from 10 or 15 feet from your bait and either rush the bait or just casually move up to it or explode on it from way out there and come up six, seven, eight feet off the bottom, I never thought that was possible until I started seeing this time and time again. And LiveScope has changed my understanding of fish. It's fun to watch. It's fun to have interactions. But really, it's, it's increased my understanding of fish and fish behavior that was simply never possible to learn, you know, for the first 40, 50 years that I fished. Yeah. Well, I remember when I first got that uh, first flasher and had a lot of uh, old fishermen saying, ah, that's just cheating and whatever. You know, the thing is, even though you can see them, you still have to get them on the hook. And so it comes to a bait, comes to desire and so forth that uh, it only comes with experience, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a, there's some debate whether it makes it too easy. I think what it does is allows you to see fish and understand behavior. I think it's up to the individual anglers that uh, if they're catching fish too easy to make a decision to release the fish. That's the difference between fishing and hunting. We can catch the fish, and but we can also release the fish. And uh, if they want a couple for a meal, they can do that. But the days of filling coolers, for the most part, I think are over. Yeah, when I hunt, I do catch and release also because I miss a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he just say, figures it saves time just to not catch them. Yeah, I don't you know, get bloody fingers. <laughs> That's right. Now, we got to get to a break. Can you stick around, Mr. Steve? Absolutely. Hey, we're talking with Steve Pedas. He's the host of Lake Commandos, and it's got a brand new season. It's their 11th on Sundays at 1130 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's right. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. And you can always pick up previous seasons and episodes of Lake Commandos on the My Outdoor TV app. But Mr. Steve, to learn more about you, everything you have going on, your adventures with Mr. Pierce, where can we find you online? Go to uh, just Lake Commandos uh, on Facebook and then lakecommandos.com. Obviously, the Outdoor Channel, too, will have our schedule up. You bet more Stephen Ass right after this. Plane, train, space. Roger, go for stating. Wherever you are, listen to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Heard on hundreds of radio stations throughout the world. And always a click away at JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. It's the ultimate culinary adventure. I'm Yevang. I love to create amazing food with animals that aren't necessarily on everyone's list, but they should be because they're delicious. Invasive species beware. If you didn't tell me that was carp, I wouldn't know. The snails are kind of fun in here. Food star Yevang is biting back. I get it. It bit me. Ah, frick! Ah, bit me. So I bit it back. Feral with Yevang. Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Sprinkle the best of Western flavors by ordering from High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Thanks for tuning into The Revolution with Jim and Trav and Outdoor Icons. Now, back to the boys and Steve Panaz, host of Lake Commandos. Watch the brand new season Sundays at 1130 a.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two.
We're back. We're talking outdoor icons on this week's show. And, of course, we had Steve Panaz talking about cameras underwater. I thought that they'd break if they went underwater, but not these. Now, talking about the technology of live scope, and you really start to learn, um, you know, fish's behavior and how they move. Now, let's translate that to baits, like you do a lot of work with Berkeley. Have you found, have you been surprised how you can actually watch these baits work and how fish react to them? Has that been a, a surprising factor for you, Mr. Steve, or not really? No, it's been a, it, actually, I'll, 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 we were on Mille Lacs Lake one time fishing uh, walleye that we were targeting. We could actually spot them on live scope and make individual casts of fish. And, wow. Uh, we were using uh, different colors of jigs and things. And what amazed me is that one morning we had fish rush the bait. I mean, rush the bait, and you're just expecting to get bit. And all of a sudden, at the last second, they would turn mm. and reject the presentation. And I just couldn't figure out what happened for the first three or four times it happened. And then I realized they didn't like the color. Oh, and so really? And switched from, I think it was a chartreuse to a black, and all of a sudden the next fish bit, and the next fish bit, and the next fish bit. And that's the whole challenge, I think, for all anglers is to figure out how to build a presentation that triggers strikes that day. And I think Lake... On Lake Commando is one of the things that we strive for is to show the decisions. We, we fish new bodies of water without pre-fishing. So we go to a lake, and, and it allows us to fish without memory. So we go in there and say, well, here are the conditions. Here's what we think will work for this target species today. And my guest, my, my challenger on the show, will also do the same thing. And then we try to figure out how to make fish fight using those presentations. And if they don't work, then we have to figure something else out. But most of the times it allows us to say, hey, Here's what we're seeing on colors. Here's what we're seeing on speed. Here's what we're seeing on casting direction or the bait itself. And that's the whole key on pattern building is making good decisions on the water based on what you're seeing or experienced that day. Oh, that is so important. And you were up in, was it Saskatchewan, and you're targeting a giant lake trout. I think you landed two over 40 pounds. And you were using the guy, yeah. the Garmin live scope, right? And you can actually spot these fish like 110 to 150 feet below the boat, right? Yeah. So Garmin introduced a new, uh, they call it the XR or extra range live scope. It's a much bigger head, uh, than the traditional 34 that uh, a lot of the guys are using for bass and walleye, uh, in the markets, but it'd be good for saltwater. But we took it up there on a, a lake called Tazin Lake, T-A-Z-I-N. It's a cool name to say, just Tazin. <laughs> it's known for its famous, it's famous and, uh, for its giant lake trout. And we were um, targeting these huge fish. I mean, there were there are world record-sized fish in that lake, and that's what our goal was, to catch a fish in that 65, 70-pound range. Now, we didn't meet that goal, but from what we saw in the, you know, the short four days that we were there, Unbelievable. We, but we were spotting these fish with live scope down 110, 120, 130, 40 feet Jeez, of water. Wow. They were clear as day. It was amazing. Uh, it was really fascinating. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting, but my father in 1965 went to Tazen Lake and caught a lot of lake trout. And so having heard that name back then and hearing it now kind of brought back memories of my dad fishing. That's amazing. I, you know, Jim, I spent decades traveling the North Country, and I had never been to Taz, and I never even heard of Taz until the last few years, and I don't know how uh, I avoided it. It's such a well-known lake, uh, and it continues to produce these giant fish, and it's uh, it's a lake. It's a, it's a lake I hope to visit again because it's just 
such a fun trip. Yeah, in a um, previous episode of Garmin Stone Cold Fishing, he had a guest on. Uh, his name was Joel. He said the best way not to find bluegill is to fish waters that don't have them. <laughs> I, lo- I thought that was so true. And I mean, you really think about it, it's like, holy <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that. Um, But that applies to every species of fish. And that's what you're saying. You really educate yourself. And that's one thing you guys do on Lake Commandos, Mr. Steve. I I love how, you know, you guys, you throw yourself in the thick of it. This is filmed. Whatever happens, happens. But you, you, you have to have that bank of information, education to pull from. And that is truly why you're so successful. One of the one of the things that is success for us is that we spend a lot of time researching particular lakes that uh, have the potential for producing fish when we need to catch fish. And yeah, Minnesota has a, a program. We do a lot of taping in Minnesota because one, there's ten thousand lakes and we haven't <laughs> been to nearly half of them yet. Yeah, but two, uh, there's a thing called Lake Finder that you can find on the DNR website, and it contains all of the survey numbers for various lakes uh, across the state. So if I pick, say, a a long lake, for example, I can review the survey data that's sometimes uh, a few years old, and sometimes it's really current, but it'll tell me the size structure, it'll tell me the water clarity, it'll tell me the forage base, and it gives me a head start to go, okay, once we get to this particular lake, it has the fish that we need, one. Number two, you know, it gives me a heads up on with water clarity, it'll help me kind of face what my patterns might be that'll work. And three, it gives us a map that we can kind of estimate or target specific spots to get us started on the body of water. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that I've done, I've taken the lake maps like you're talking about, and I always look for points that jut out into and drop offs 9 to 15 feet of water. And if there's some kind of a structure where it's a you know pile of rocks or whatever it may be, it seems like there's always fish around those. So if you do your homework before you get there, you've got the GPS coordinates. You can get right to that rock. And the nice thing, Jim, is if you do catch fish on that particular spot, then you can call up your mapping. Garmin has Lakeview mapping with one-foot increments. It's amazing. You can say, hey, here's another spot that has the same sort of characteristic that's offshore. It's got a gradual break. It's off deep water or, you know, for example... And then all of a sudden, you've got not one spot to try, but you've got two, maybe three, or even four. And so it really helps you kind of make strategic moves uh, and makes moving easier, whereas years ago, it was hard to go because you knew it was going to take you 20 minutes, a half hour to find that little offshore hump that was, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Now that's no longer the case. You bet. Hey, we got to take a break, Steve. Can you stick around for a third part? Absolutely. All right. Hey, we're talking with Steve Panas. He's the host of Lake Commandos. Uh, You can watch their brand new season Sundays at 1130 Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel. That's how you start your day. That is your church right there. This has been brought to you, though, by High Mountain Seasonings. Amen. That's right. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine, himtnjerky.com. Again, Mr. Steve, before we get to a break, learn more about you. People really need to watch you and learn how to fish more like you, man. Where can we find you online? Uh, just Facebook would be uh, Steve Panaz, uh, my Facebook page, and then obviously Lake Commando's uh, Facebook page as well. More Steve Panaz right after this. Bass. I kiss fish to you. My tackle ain't brand new. I catch them like Van Dam. They put that money in my hand. That's right. Spinnerbait. Pay up, sucker. He's trolling. Can I borrow your internet? JimandTrav.com. Everything outdoors is right there. Stay tuned. The revolution will return right after this. 
The Revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with outdoor icons. Now, once again, here's Steve Panaz, host of Lake Commandos. Watch the brand new season Sundays at 1130 a.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Part 3 starts right now. Hey, we're back. We're talking outdoor icons in this week's show. And if there's an icon, it's got to be Steve Benass. He's the host of Lake Commandos. You can watch your brand new season Sundays at 1130 in the morning on Outdoor Channel. Now, you're a, you know, Hall of Fame fisherman. You were legendary. Everybody knows you. But when you get on your show and you're pitting your, yourself against the best anglers out there, John Cox, Justin Atkins, Mark Kortz. I mean, these guys are damn good anglers. How does your chops stack up to them? And do you ever get fish fever? Everyone gets buck fever. But when you're fishing next to these guys, do you pucker just a little bit harder? <laughs> no, I haven't. But I'll be honest with you. When I was early in my career and had a chance to get out in the boat with some of the big names, uh, it was intimidating at first. But once you get a chance to meet these guys, the, the one constant was all the tournament guys. I mean, Justin. Justin Lucas, Justin Atkins, uh, I mean, name them. Uh, they're yeah. all driven by passion for fishing, and we share that. And so are some of these guys unbelievably good? Yes. I mean, I'll never forget flipping docks one time with Justin Lucas, and he's throwing a, a frog the length of a pontoon going between the pontoon and the motor and hitting the front of the boat. Up oh, front. wow. I personally could not do that. <laughs> but yeah. having said that, you know, the skills that I, I've learned over the years as a multi-speecher fisherman also bring fresh perspectives to some fisheries. And, and so, I, you know, do I get beat? Yes. Do I win at times? Absolutely. And I think I win more than I lose, which is really makes it fun. But if I do lose, it's because they taught me something that I didn't know. So at the end, I'm actually a winner anyway. So it's a, it's a win-win that really is fun to kind of watch because I think the viewers understand then that they can build patterns, which is the toughest skill to learn in fishing. Yeah. Now, your your slogan is man versus lake versus man. Uh, and now I know you can't give away everything about this all new season, especially the episodes that haven't aired. But who would you say what lake and what angler, Mr. Steve, was, in your opinion, your toughest competition and why? You know, I one of the guys that I, I fished with John Cox the last oh, couple yeah. of years. Here's a guy that's been making money in about three quarters of the events he's fishing in. That includes, you know, the elites and the Bassmaster or the MLF uh, Pro Division and stuff. I mean, he's he's fishing against the best in the world. Yeah. And so his approach um, has been uncommonly, you know, basic. He's doing his thing. He loves shallow water. But I run into situations where I have limited experienced fishing top waters in a lot of situations. So I fished a, a lake that was just loaded with uh, heavy top water vegetation. And Justin Atkins took me to the house this year on, on some top water patterns that it just took me too long to tweak my presentations and get caught up to him. And by that time he had a fish in a six pound class and, oh, wow. and, and things like that. So that was fun. But you know, guys like Mark Kortz, I've had him on the, the show every season just because of one, he's local and two, we're so competitive. We just don't want to lose to each other. <laughs> it gets to be a, a, a fun show, but yeah. you know, that, that kind of stuff. But no, the, the anglers, I think, uh, the top anglers in the country, they had the mechanics down, but fishing is more mental than I think a lot of anglers give credit to. And, and the, the reason that these guys are able to succeed 
at such a high level for so long is they have that mental game of the uh, mental part of the game down at a much higher level than anybody else. Yeah, well, you know, it seems like that uh, we give the fish a whole lot more credit than they deserve, don't we? Well, there's times when I don't care what you do, you can't get them to open their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) One of the... One of the reasons I think everybody loves fishing is if it was too easy, I don't think I'd enjoy it. And I, I and I like as much as as painful it is to, as it is to fail at times. It's what drives I think most anglers to want to go back out and figure it out. And I think that's one of the great things about fishing. Do you think one of your greatest successes is your ability to adapt, Mister Steve, and to change with the times, change with the technique? You know, pay attention to the 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 water structure and the bodies of water that are changing do you think that you know you have evolved so much with time and kept up to date and have pioneered so many things and that is why like berkeley comes to you and they want you to use their baits they want you to see you know how it performs for you do you think that has been one of your biggest advantages because you're just so damn driven to basically be perfect at fishing well thanks for the compliment (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) well I, I think one of the things that is always that I've always loved about fishing is the chance to do it better, and that you never you know the minute you think you have it figured out, then you get you know slapped in the face because you just you don't. And I, that entire process still fascinates me, and I think that's one of the reasons it's so much fun, and I think it's one of the things that drives Lake Commandos as well. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Steve Panas. He's the host of Lake Commandos. Uh, brand new season, Sundays at 11.30 in the morning on Outdoor Channel. Exactly, and this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out, yamahamotorsports.com. And for the man that walks on water, Mr. Steve Panaz, the host of life, the host of fishing, he commands all fish. Again, Mr. Steve, where can we find you online? On LakeCommandos.com or Facebook, uh, Lake Commandos as well. His friends call him Grandpa. And also, uh, <laughs> Pierce the Beast. Again, if we want to follow that awesome adventure you and Pierce are going on, where should we be yep. looking on your socials? You got a Facebook page coming out it's for that. I'll, I'll cover some on our social as well, but uh, we're, we're going to launch. We're launching a page right now called Pierce the Beast. And uh, if you want to smile, you want to laugh and kind of learn a few things, uh, join us on our trip because it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a ton of fun to follow. You bet. Hey, more outdoor network stuff <laughs> right after this. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Welcome to Big Buck Country. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. You're listening to Jim and Trav, but don't follow those idiots. Follow me on my social medias at Nick Munt. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will continue right after these important messages. While you're waiting, hit JimandTrav.com and poke around in our cyber universe. JimandTrav.com. Log on now. Log on now. Reimagine every adventure, every terrain, every incredible memory. The Yamaha Wolverine family of side-by-side vehicles help you reimagine off-road capability, comfort, and confidence. Available right now at your local Yamaha dealer. 
with the Wolverine R-Max 2100 and R-Max 4100, recreation meets sport and maximum power meets maximum comfort and versatility. And with the Wolverine X2 and X4850, extreme terrain meets its match. Find your Yamaha Wolverine at your local Yamaha dealer or at YamahaMotorsports.com. That's YamahaMotorsports.com. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specification subject to change. I'm Al Simon, 91 years young. I created Balance 7 20 years ago. At 67, I went to see the doctor for the first time in my life and found that I had medical problems. He told me that was normal for my age. I don't believe God intended us to be sick and old. I decided to find something to bring my health back. For 10 years, I studied pH and how important it is to the human system. Balance 7 gave me back what I lost by getting older. I no longer get out of bed with a joint discomfort. Balance 7 can do for you what it has done for me and many others. In three days time, you'll feel more energy, less joint discomfort and clarity of thinking. No doctor or hospital can do what Balance 7 can do for you. Balance 7 is the key to unlocking the healthy immune system. Bring your body back to balance. Order now. Receive free shipping with the code word AL. Go to balance7.com. That's balance7.com. Order now and get your free shipping and a free gift with your order. Go to balance7.com. Use the code word L. Great show, everyone. We just got to get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. Talking outdoor icons. And, of course, our first guest was Joe Montana and then Steve Panaz. A couple of really great guys. Been around for 11, 12 years. Awesome guys. Absolutely love them both. Uh, and everything they do for the outdoor industry. Jimbo, last word, though. Tune in next week because we're going to have old Chris Queen on from Trekking Outdoors. Yeah, we've got Mario Calpo on a Chris Queen and Cat Daddy, possibly Mrs. Bunny next week. Ooh, it's going to be a good show. Great show. So thank you for listening. If we're going to JimTrav.com, we love you, boys and girls. We will return next week. Isn't that right, Jimbo? That's right. All right, God bless you and the United States of America. Mm-hmm.